Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Test Case Scenario. I am one of your hosts, Jason Baum, and with me, as always, Evelyn Coleman and Marcus Merrill. Hey, everybody. Hello. So, uh, on, you know, usually we get very technical on this show. Um, thought it would be interesting to kind of dive into a topic that isn't as technical, but more on, um, I guess you could say mental health. Now, none of us are mental health professionals. We'll get that out of the way right away. But um, sometimes it's good to talk about issues that we face on a day-to-day basis that might impact how we perform at work or end up bringing work home at night or all those things that keep us up at night. So one of those things is stress, uh, anxiety. Um, and while those two are not related, they are partners in crime often. And um, wanted to see if we could kind of spend the next few minutes on, on our show today talking about that and talking about some things that our, uh, you know, our practitioner audience might go through um, on, in their day-to-day job. And, um, you know, I guess we'll start with Marcus because Marcus, you, you were a tester for many, many years, um, you know, on a day-to-day basis, what, what is the average tester like kind of faced with? Well, I think that, um, just as a generalization, I think there's a lot that testers have to deal with that's kind of outside of their control. And so the, the stress of the tester is not necessarily the stress of being overworked, which it might be, but it may not be. It's, it's a lot around how um, when, you know, for a lot of companies, if, if a product goes out and there's bugs found and, and bad things happen, you're the one who gets blamed, even though that's not how it should be. That's the sense that people, that, that's the way it, it's reality for a lot of people. And it's, uh, it's sad. It's tragic. I, I don't, I, it's, it's a shame to me that we sort of let that happen because no QA tester in the history of the world ever wrote a bug. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, they didn't create the bug. So why are you blaming them for, it's a team failure. It's, you know, sure they're, they're culpable, but it's not exclusively their fault. Why didn't you test this? It's just um, stress of not only getting the coverage you need, covering the risks that you have to cover, but also uh, what am I missing? The stress of what am I missing? Cause there's always something. You know, it's funny you bring that up, like they didn't cause the bug, right? Um, but then it just makes me think, well, DevOps culture, right, teaches a blameless, right, a blameless culture. When there are bugs, it's nobody's fault. No one did anything wrong. These things exist. And then how do we troubleshoot? How do we find the answer? No, no blame on any individual, more like, okay, great. How do we troubleshoot and how do we, how do we uh, move on? So then why does that stress exist? Why does that stress exist? Or, or is that like nice in theory, hard in practice? Yeah, I mean, hard in practice, I think is right. Um, there's also the added stress these days that QA is the first to go in a layoff. So, I mean, you're, you, you've got all this overhanging uh, career stress. Of, you know, what, what's shocking as a QA person, I think probably as any kind of a professional is um, I'm knee deep in my job and tomorrow... What if I'm just let go? And there's a lingering amount of stress when you start when you, the, the day after you're you're involuntarily not at a job anymore, and you're going, I wonder who's going to catch that. And then you remind yourself, I don't actually have to care anymore, but you still kind of do. Uh, I, I mean, there's just there's just a lot to it. It's complicated. F- phantom <laughs> testing. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> sure. And how in the past, how did, what strategies did you use to, to cope with this type of stress? Like you said, maybe saying, oh, this isn't, you know, this is no longer on me, but how, how do you do it when you are in the job and people play the blame game? I don't know if this is universally good advice. I don't know if this is the way everyone needs to handle it, but I do it through contributing to open source, trying to spread knowledge around through documentation. And uh, back at my previous jobs, I would always try to form like a QA guild to get people together and talking and make sure that we're sharing information. And uh, one thing that I think universally um, alleviates stress is helping other people. It may not be obvious and you may not believe it, but when you help other people get their work or or improve their lives, your stress is is definitely lessened. I I I feel feel like that's a universal, but I'd love to hear if you you disagree with that. I love that. Me too. Yeah. Do you think that having a shift in the culture? Well, let me go back. Last time we spoke, we talked about, you know, delivering bad news when you find things that are wrong with the product. And obviously, if we take ourselves out of the situation, we think, oh, well, finding a bug should be a good thing, right? We should praise people for that. But if you add that in some cultures, it's just not going to happen. It's still going to be seen as, oh, you found this thing that we have to fix it. It's still delivering bad news. And then there's also bad news when you don't catch things. How do you shift that culture so that QA individuals aren't between a rock and a hard place, they can do their jobs. I mean, I mean, um, the way I've done it in the past is by, first of all, making absolutely sure my bases are covered and that there's no arguing over whether or not what I found is actually a bug. Okay. So it means preparing screenshots, steps to reproduce, getting your house in order. The second thing is making sure that you're only talking about stuff that's super important. Like you're not going to stop the release for a typo. Um, so don't make a federal case out of it. You you have to make sure that you, you, you got to give the sense that you're saving the company or saving someone when you find something. And I, it feels a little bit, I don't know, crass or something, but it, it, it just if you make sure that your work is significant to the to not only the business and the risks to the business, but also to the developer who uh, introduced the issue, then um, you start to become a trusted advocate, not just an adversary. You know, you brought this up and I want to go back to it because I don't think we, we gave what you said justice uh, as far as time. You said QAs are first to go in a layoff. And I think it goes even beyond that. There's it's with shift left, we're actually kind of saying they don't even need to be here in some respects, right? Give it to the developer. Um, and so there you go. There's an entire industry of practitioners who were saying, yeah, but do we really need them? And I would imagine uh, that that can be, uh, that right now is, is a pretty stressful time uh, yeah. for QA, especially. Um, and, and I don't know how you really combat that, except, you know, what, what we're trying to do, which is provide some tools where there might be a knowledge gap um, to be able to help fill that so they could take on, you know, additional responsibilities um, and, and prove to be more than just simply QA. Um, 
but it's difficult, especially as those lines are are blurred and and roles are kind of merged and and new roles are being created. Um, and I'm not saying that as a question; it's more like a statement. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. I, get I wonder it. How, if yeah. we could talk around it a bit. Yeah, and there's also the matter of intersectionality where. You know, we put a lot of marginalized like members of marginalized communities in in QA. Even people who have development experience, we decide to start them out there. And the more folks that we put in QA from marginalized community, the less the the less clout we we give to those roles. So you've got the added stress of just your life as a woman in tech or a person of color. Um, on top of the stress of thinking, oh, we're going to, we could be the first people to get laid off. And on top of the, well, in order to mitigate all of this stress, I should put myself through more stress by learning more things to become more, more needed at my, at my company, which by the way, hired me to do this role in the first place that they told me was necessary. So true. I mean, a hundred percent. And it's also hard to say to someone who's going through that stress because it's that they should be stressed. Like that is an appropriate, like, you know, like there's stress that we feel sometimes that's like we put on ourselves. Sometimes it's not like, okay, maybe I'm reading too much in this situation. And you know what? There are environmental factors that lead to stress. Stress is normal to have. It's just, you know, anxiety is a normal feeling to have, right? We all feel it. Um, and sometimes it's validated, you know, and, and another times perhaps maybe it's not, but, um, I guess what I'm trying to say here is it's hard to tell someone who's going through that type of stress, go for a walk or, or change your diet, <laughs> you know, like, like, yes, I, I have found those things to be very helpful with stress relief. Hell, I use a, a, a stress ball all the time. Um, <laughs> Does that relieve all stress? No. Does it help? Yeah, a little bit. Sure. Of course. Walking is awesome. But that stress will still be there. So then how else do we navigate it? That's why I loved Marcus's answer. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, I think I think the the more you can take yourself out of it, the, the better. Uh, even though it's, the, it's not going to solve your immediate problems, but it sure makes you feel better to help solve someone else's. Yeah, and, uh, to help other yeah. people and well, in addition when you are in sorry in when you are in the position to you know mitigate the stress for somebody else if you are in a position mm -hmm. of, of power leadership in a qa or um asking yourself you know what what are the getting to know the people working in that organ finding out what other skills they have under the hood possibly some of them are you know are trained developers and, and other things. They've got lots of skills that they can offer your company and, and fill gaps in other places if you feel that they're not in the right in the right place. So I cut you off, Jason. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, uh, I don't know, to me, all of a sudden, it, what popped in my head is like the various stages of grief and like mm -hmm. the final stages are like acceptance, right? And usually it ends there, but it's beyond acceptance is finding purpose and value in what happened, like taking that and then finding a purpose in it. And, and I don't know why we leave that off sometimes of the stages of grief, because I think that's probably the most important one is when you're able to do that. Um, 
And I think even right when you're dealing with your stress, right, what, what Marcus suggested is essentially that finding purpose and value and being able to help others contributing somewhere else, being able to create that guild and share your knowledge and hear what other people have to say, and you're not doing it on your own. Sometimes just knowing that you're not on your own can help to alleviate that stress. Yeah, I also, I, I don't know, I, this might get weird for a second. I hope not. I, I, I love getting weird. Let's get weird. Get weird, with, with, with my particular demographic makeup and age and gray hair and Caucasianness, thirty. I thank you, Jason. Um, it is incumbent upon me to hand the microphone to someone else as often as I possibly can. And I know there's a lot of uh, drama around this increasingly more lately uh, around talking about DEIS and stuff like that. But I do think that these t topics are very closely related. That when you get into a space where you feel threatened and you feel stressed and you feel like there's a lot of anxiety and you want a turtle shell and protect your own space. It just feels like well, what I feel like when I'm in those situations, every time I have to remind myself and then it just takes very little time. It's like, I will be fine. I need to protect the people around me who are not sharing of this demographic uh, easy, easy button ticket to uh, finding my next role. And it's, it sucks, but it's like, it feels like a responsibility. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but it just feels like, helping the community out however I can in that regard. I was on a webinar earlier today where uh, I was the only uh, white man here, there, and, and I felt like the less I say, the better. I just want to be here. And, and, and I want to show myself listening. And that's just, uh, I kind of went off into a weird place here, but that's, that is exactly how I usually deal with stress in these situations is by making sure I take myself out of it. And that makes me feel so much better to, to watch a succession plan forming to make sure that we're helping the future, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would I would add to that that you know when we are in when we are you know again when we're in positions like this podcast as a platform that focusing on what the individuals going through this should do or could do or would do uh, might not be the the best use rather than using our position on this platform to make it very clear to our you know to listeners who um have the have the ability to affect cultures that if the qa folks under you feel stressed out because they are bringing finding a bug which is something that is beneficial to your company that you need to affect a culture shift if you look and all of the people in your qa org all look the same, um, and those are also the same people getting laid off. Then you, we absolutely we have to we have to make sure that you know that that's uh, that's something that you should be aware of, and that we should use our platform to to make the right and wrong clear for people in in power, rather than telling the people who are undergoing the stress to take a walk. <laughs> Yeah, I, I <laughs> sorry, agree. I got weird just then, and I hope that doesn't. No, 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 no totally. I mean, it, and that's why I said, like, it feels strange offering advice of how to relieve stress because, yeah, we can be doing better. We should be doing better, just in general. Like, <sighs> you know, I feel like we need to be kinder uh, to ourselves and each other. If if that pandemic taught us anything, it's that we can adapt and we can change and we can make things more suitable to what 
is being uh whatever is levied to us you know we can we could basically or on us we can we can adapt and so why can't we do that for our q like for qas for example why can't we make it better why can't we change this culture i mean devops basically says blameless culture so why haven't we made these adjustments mm. yeah what's stopping well, good news is some some places have uh, yeah. usually yeah. um so I, i've uh, and i'm, I'm going to credit my demographic makeup once again but but i know that that <laughs> one thing that has been been a benefit to me every time i've started a new job as a tester is on day one, I find a bug that is so solid and so reproducible. And, and I sort of dedicate myself to it, you know, week one, let's say week one, where I bring it to someone and I build trust with the engineers to make sure that they know that they're dealing with a serious person. And I think that that a lot of um, a lot of QA is treated as throwaway work. And a lot of people who are in QA fell backwards into it and don't do it with intentionality. And as a result, don't sort of take the opportunity to make themselves as relevant as they should. So I'm not, I'm not victim blaming. I'm, I'm saying there are always opportunities early in career to make sure that when the stress comes later, you can mitigate by at least, uh, you know, making sure you have uh, some credentials to follow back on. I don't know if that's the right way to put that, but. Um, I think that what you're saying, you're like control, like, yes, yeah, some of these things about that are, are stressful in QA whether or not you have control over it because it's the culture or whatnot, they're they're unavoidable at that moment in time for you as an individual. And mm -hmm. so control what you can control in those moments and the things that you can control is um, making sure that you have as much impact as possible and that you take your job seriously. And I, and I don't think that that's, there's anything wrong with saying that. I think that these things can go hand in hand. We can say hey, it's unacceptable for you not to have a blameless culture when it comes to your QA and not victim blame. But at the same time, we can say, hey, when you're in these positions, control what you can and, and, and do your best, which is all I would ever want for any employee ever and myself included. It's a relationship, right? You are going to get out of it. What, well, <laughs> Let's let's put it. It is a relationship that you don't always have the control over, right? I mean, it's not in the sense of yeah. you really get to make too many choices, unfortunately. But oh, the choice you can make is what you present. You know how you present yourself, how you take your job, whether you take it seriously, whether you don't take it seriously. Do you do a good job? Do you not do a good job? Period. Those are things you can control. Everything else is outside of your control. And on that, we say, hey, let's all do better to make this culture a bit better. And then. Yeah, you got to do your your side of the bargain here and, and build yep. up your your part of the relationship. Well, this was an interesting topic. Uh, I don't think we did it justice. I, I think we we probably could talk about this a bit more and then get. Well, to, let's use this as a as yeah. a jumping off point to get some some community feedback. Maybe we have some. That sounds good. If someone else who's listening wants to to be on talk with us, that sounds that, good. That sounds great. Yeah, community hub at saucelabs.com. And uh, yeah, shoot us a message over there. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Test Case Scenario. Uh, we will catch you next time.